Welcome to In The Moment. I'm your host, Reverend Ricky Allen Jr. And thank you for joining us. And as you can see, we are not in the Your Moment studios. Uh, that's because I'm getting some work done on my house. So we're coming from the living room today. So hopefully the decor won't be too much of a distraction for you because there is still a word of God that needs to be relayed to the masses. And we want to make sure we can do that as effectively as possible. So with that being said, let's get started here with our morning scriptures here. Uh, starting with our morning Psalm coming from Psalm 63, uh, one through four, which reads as follows. O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Amen. This morning's morning scripture will be Jeremiah 6.10, which reads, To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised and they cannot hearken. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach. They have no delight in it. And I know many of you out there right now are really, really uh, thinking that way, that no one is hearing God's word, considering everything that's going on in the world, considering the wars in Ukraine uh, right now, and with Russia doing what they're doing, and with the uh, recent mass shootings we've had in this country, you're probably thinking to yourself, is anybody listening? Well, I can assure you people are listening. Someone out there is being saved. Someone out there is being uh, shown the Lord for the very first time because they have a lot of questions that this world cannot answer. So right now we're going to pray for all these situations before we move forward. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer starting with everything that's going on between Ukraine and Russia, Lord. It's, uh, the war continues, and people are still uh, seeing their lives lost. We ask you, Lord, to be with these families that are left behind, to be with the children that are left behind without a mother or a father, to be with a father or a mother who may be left behind without their child, the grandmother, the aunts, uncles, Someone out there, Lord, in that foreign country is hurting. And someone in the other country is also hurting, Lord, because everybody does not agree. Yet we know, Lord, you see them as well. We ask you, Lord, to reveal yourself to them at the time of your choosing. And have mercy on those who are hurting, Lord. Reveal yourself to them as well and show them that you're still there, even though men at times, even though society at times does not look like it, you're still there. And when we think of that, Lord, we think of Buffalo. We think of people who were shopping that morning, who were simply minding their own when their lives were suddenly taken from them just because of what they look like. Lord, we've gone over this so many times on this show, it's, but I'll keep going over it, Lord, until it becomes irrelevant. For the kingdom of God is for everybody. The kingdom of God includes everybody who will accept your son as Lord and Savior. 
regardless of the color of their skin. And then we move down south, Lord, to Texas, where your young ones were lost, where adults were lost. But so many children, Lord, and it's wrecked us. It's, it's shocking that someone could do such a thing. And we don't know what his family's going through right now. We don't know if they even saw this coming. Lord, we actually to pray for his family. Because you gave us free will, Lord. Let's be, let's be real with this. We don't know if anybody knew. So we want to pray for his family. Because they're suffering right along with the victims. They're suffering right along with the families of those who just are gone. But we know they're not completely gone, Lord. We know that they have been returned to you. We can only pray that they knew you. We can only pray that you have them in your arms, letting them know that it's going to be okay. For we trust you even through this hard time, Lord. We trust you through the easy times as well to ensure that we have a complete picture of what faith is. So now, Lord, we lift all these souls up to you. We pray for the family strength their transition. And even through this, Lord, we pray that you are revealed to someone who may not know you. These things we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray God is going to bless you with a mighty message and hope to support you in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Email us at yourmomentministries at gmail.com with your praise and prayer requests. Help support this ministry through your cash app, dollar sign, your moment. We appreciate your continued prayers and support. And now, today's message. All right, and we are back. As I said before, we're not in the uh, Your Moment studios this weekend. I have some work being done on the house. So again, I pray that this is not a distraction for you. We've tried to make it as comfortable as possible as we study God's word because, you know, Satan can get in the details. He can get into you looking around and seeing what's in my house and everything and all that stuff. So we definitely don't want that to happen. But nonetheless, though, we are here and there is a word from the Lord for us to look at. A very interesting word that came to me this week. And I definitely wanted to share it with you. And I hope that you were blessed by it. Our topic is life at the 11th hour life at the 11th hour and our text will come from john 11 25 through 26 which reads as follows jesus said to her i am the resurrection and the life the one who believes in me will live even though they die and whoever lives by believing in me will never die do you believe this do you believe this? That is the question here. Because if you don't believe it, then you will not get this. You, you, won't, you won't receive it well. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for letting us still be here, Lord. We thank you for your word. 
We thank you that even in these circumstances that we live in, where it seems like there's something going on every day on this earth, that you still have us in your arms, that you still have us in your hand, and no one can snatch it from us, snatch us from it. Now, Lord, we ask you to bless the reading of your already blessed word. Uh, say what needs to be said and do what needs to be done this morning for the glorification of your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, I do pray. Amen. Life at the 11th hour. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been to a place where you feel like it's coming up on the 11th hour and that next hour is going to be, you're going to be done? We all have. Um, there's going to the doctor and then there is being in the ER. I think we can all agree there's, there's very different uh, dynamics there. There's getting a referral and getting suspended from school. There's getting a notice and then there's having the lights and water turned off. No matter how you cut it, when it's bad, it's bad. And you're wondering where God is. And you're wondering even more if you're a believer because you're thinking you've done everything that you need to do and you still may not see God moving and you're even asking, where is God in all this? In the case of Lazarus, we are reminded that God can use us for whatever situation for the glorification of his kingdom and to be revealed to the masses. He can tell us about how he's going to use us pay attention now he can tell us how he, he can tell us directly through uh his word how he's going to use us he can reveal it to us via the holy spirit or you can be lazarus you can be the one that's going through it and you can be the one that is dealing with all this and is having to rely on your faith to make it. The story of Lazarus is all of us. We're all Mary and Martha. We know, we believe, we contact Jesus for our needs and situations and we feel through faith we should get a response. I have felt that, you have felt that. and But there are some things there that we need to learn from it. First of all, in verse 4, let's look at verse 4 real quick. When Jesus gives word, he has already proclaimed Lazarus' sickness as part of the revelation of God's glory. We see that already in verse 4, that Jesus has already said this is part of what God is doing. So obviously, there are things that are going on with us It's part of God's plan. And we need to trust in that. That's very hard to do. Because in hindsight, we can look at that and say, okay, well, that was part of God's plan, obviously. But when we're going through it, though, we're not thinking that, if we're going to be honest, you know, and, I, and, and that includes myself. We're, not, we're all not thinking that because these human hearts we have make us feel before we think. And I know we can get a witness out there to, to agree with that. Um, so when we look at what's going on here, Jesus already proclaimed Lazarus' sickness as something that is going to be used for the glorification of God's kingdom and to reveal who he, who he is to the masses. All right, moving forward. Verse, go down to verse 17. I want you to see something there. Jesus shows up physically late, but spiritually he's right on time. He had heard about Lazarus being sick. Now, this is his friend. So it was a very uh, intimate situation, and he still 
came about two days later. And by that point, Lazarus had been in the tomb four days. So what's going on here? You know, physically late, but spiritually right on time. Why? Because this is a spiritual revelation that's about to begin. Because that it's not as much about the physical revelation here. He could have showed up and they would have felt fine. But they would have not grown their faith if he had not come at the timing of the when God wanted him to show up. So here, let's look at verse 17. Let's go to our Bible. He says, then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. So he made sure, he made sure that this situation was all but done physically. That they had gone through the process of burying him, put him in the tomb. The mourning process had begun. People are upset. They got a lot of questions, but he made sure that he went through the entire process. Are you out there right now wondering if God had you going through the entire process, just letting it completely go all the way to the end? And you're sitting there wondering what just happened? Why did it happen? And again, where is God? Where is God? So when Jesus finally shows up, verses 21 through 27, let's read that. Then Martha said unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever you thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Now look right here. Now she knows her theology. She knows her theology. So this is a theological discussion going on here. She's very much aware that Jesus is the Messiah and that he will raise everybody in the last day. Jesus says unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth, believeth thou this? Pretty much asking her, do you believe this? Do you get what I'm saying here? Are you all in? Verse 27, she saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. So, she believes that he's the son of God. She believes that he is here to save them. She believes that. But there's an issue. There's an issue. She gets it, but she does not get it completely. Now, jump down to verse 38 through 40. Okay, we're going through this whole story because I really want you to get some things here. Jesus wants Martha to believe completely that he's the son of God. What do I mean by that? Verse 38 through 40. Jesus therefore again groaning in himself cometh to the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. Here it is. Jesus says, Take ye away the stone. Martha the sister of him that was dead saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead four days. Right here, right here, you can tell that she doesn't get it. Right here, you can tell that her humanity has taken over her spiritual connection with Jesus. Now, 
a few verses ago we just read that she believed he was the son of God. Now, if I believe that Jesus is the son of God, then that means there are a lot of things that he can do that are way above my understanding. And sometimes as believers, we get lost in the sauce of having to understand everything God is doing instead of doing what God asks us to do. Now, here it is. You just said a few verses ago that you believed he was son of God, that he was going to raise everybody up in the last day. Okay, so if you believe he's going to raise everybody up in the last day, why are you asking a lot of questions about what's going on here now? Here's, here's what she does. He says, remove the stone. Now, the reason why she's giving him the facts and figures of the of when he how long he's been dead and, you know, I guess the decomposition may have sit in, so he's stinking right now. She says that because she has lost track of you're talking to God. Now, I, you don't know what he's doing. You don't know why he's doing it. But the question is, do you trust God? Do you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior when everything has gone to shambles? That's when you know you're serving the risen Savior. You know, some people will serve the risen Savior when things are going well. Some people will serve the risen Savior when he responds at the time of their calling and choosing. But do you trust a risen Savior? Do you trust Jesus Christ when everything has gone wrong to the end? Do you trust him then? Because if you trust him to that point, do you trust him to that end? When everything is done, everything in your human eyes and your cognition says, this is over, Lord, what do I do now? And then God says to do something that doesn't make sense to you, that you don't get it, but he says do it. If you simply do, then you already know in your heart that you serve the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Because you know what that is? That is faith unquestioned. That is faith unquestioned. So what happens next? We realize this. People serve variations of Jesus that do not include his supernaturality. That's what we see right here. This represents a particular believer who sees everything but his supernaturality, the spirituality, the elderverse. They, they, they don't see the spiritual world. They only see what they read. What do I mean by that? They see everything else they can impress and use without faith. They serve a version of Jesus Christ that does not include repentance or faith. They serve a version of God that is only love, that is only acceptance, only inclusion. But they don't serve a risen Savior that is saying for you to do something even though in your heart you feel like everything is over, it has come, it is gone, and now I'm sitting there picking up the pieces. But yet God is still telling me to do stuff. I don't get it. Well, guess what? You may not get it. It's for you to trust and obey and see it in hindsight as your testimony of how God got you through. Plain and simple.
verse 40 through 43. Jesus says unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? He's just telling her again. Didn't I just tell you if you believe, you'll see God's glory? And some of y'all got to be reminded of that, that if you simply just believe, you'll see God's glory. Some of y'all don't, don't see it because you don't believe, because you're hurt, you're disappointed, and you're angry. Your emotions are taken over, and you don't have no rulership over your emotions, which is mistake number one. That's mistake number one. And you're wondering what's going on. Believe. Believe. Verse 41, then they took away the stone. Finally, the feet are moving. Finally. <laughs> and from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes, and he does something here through verse 43 I want to highlight. Before he does anything else, he prays. It is a model and it's a very important model to understand when you are going through something and you want God, you need God to do something, you've prayed, do it first. Jesus does this first. Now, now pay attention here. He says, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. He gives thanks, first of all. But before he goes into, Lord, I need you, he says, thank you. Because he's heard him. And I know that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. He is pointing everything to God. Do you see that there? The prayer does not point to himself. The prayer points to God. You know, we got a lot of leaders out here that point the prayers to themselves as if they're their guys, as if they're, they're going to do something to solve situations and problems. But if they would just point to God one time and recognize an all-powerful, all-knowing God who sent his son to die for the sins of humanity, I tell you what, we, we would not have half the problems we have right here, right now. Pray, give thanks, point to God, and let it be known that if it wasn't for you, this revelation wouldn't occur, so I thank you. Because it's for the glorification of the kingdom. And then finally, we hear him do that. Now, he is done praying. And after he's done praying, then he exercises the power of the prayer. Many of us are trying to exercise the power of our prayer in the prayer. Jesus here in this situation, if you look at this behavior, he gets done praying, then he says, and when thus has spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. So he's done praying, and then he acts upon his faith in that prayer. Are you acting upon the faith in that prayer after you've prayed? Very important question. Because many of you probably think that prayer is just to make you feel good. Prayer is just there for your mental health benefit. It's to help you with your self-love, as I say in 2022. Prayer is active communication with the Lord Jesus Christ. Prayer is active communication to let Jesus know that you're reaching into the supernatural world to bring something from a supernatural world back into the natural realm for it to manifest and to solve an issue or a problem or to give you a breakthrough, not just for you though, for the revelation to everybody around you and for the glorification of God's kingdom. That's what prayer does. 
And we see here, of course, Lazarus comes forth. Why? Because Jesus is the Son of God. He can do anything. And if you don't believe that today, then I don't know who you're serving. But what I do know is it's small. That's what I do know. But God is bigger than that. Jesus Christ is so much bigger than your circumstance. He is so much bigger than your problems. That's why it kind of blows my mind when people tell me how they don't bring everything to the Lord in prayer, that there are some things they don't think is necessary to bring the Lord in prayer, that they can take care of it. And, and I find that kind of odd because I carry everything to the Lord in prayer because I don't want the credit. I'm not trying to bear the responsibility of that. Now, how does that sound? That I serve an all-knowing, all-powerful God who was strong enough to take the sins of man on his back, through his lashes, through his jeering, through the stabs in the side, to be crucified on the cross. He can do all that, but yet I gotta help him manage what's going on in my life so that I don't feel guilty that I prayed for this. I have no regrets nor remorse on what I pray for to the Lord Jesus Christ because obviously it's something that I feel is necessary for myself, for my household, because Jesus Christ is Lord of my house. And when Jesus is Lord of your house, you are going to pray. Trust you me, you are going to pray because there are going to be a lot of times you're going to have a lot of I don't know in you and you're going to need prayer to get through it. So if you're out there right now and you're one of these people who just feel like, well, I don't want to carry this to the Lord in prayer because I don't think it's necessary. You better rethink your prayer life and put everything in absolute 100% surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. Otherwise, you're going to be stressed out because you're not God's assistant. Okay, he doesn't need you to be God with him. He can be God on by himself. What he needs us to do is to accept his son Jesus Christ to accept him as Lord over our lives over our houses over everything that we're dealing with and trust in him so that when we go when our time comes up and we pass away we know that we've done everything we can to share his gospel to reveal God to the masses and most importantly enjoy life because he wants us to enjoy life but he wants us to do it under his lordship and wants us to trust in him and understand that we're not out here by ourselves. So many people out here feel like they're out here by themselves. And it's sad because it's not necessary. It's not necessary. So if you're out there right now and you want to understand more about what life is like when everything goes wrong and then God tells you to do something and it turns it all around. If you're out there right now you, and you're at that point where you're looking for some answers, I want you to contact us via the information provided on the screen. And there are some very, uh, some, we, we are part of three networks here. Uh, the Priest of Word Network, we are part of AIM Christian Television, we're part of the From the Pulpit TV Network. And there, there are a variety of ways you can contact us via those networks. So wherever you're watching, if you are on one of those networks, contact us. It's very easy. I've made it very easy. God has given me the tools to utilize to make it easy for you to contact us whether you need prayer right now maybe these school shootings have got you all worked up maybe the the shooting in buffalo has you all worked up you just need someone to pray with that's not going to judge you we're here 